Transmitting the Mint Condition Podcast. And welcome to episode number 253 of the Minka Dish Podcast right here on Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and wherever it is you listen to podcasts. I am Scott the Bot Savage along with Swadwad and Joe. I thought he was going to say Ja. Ja. But he didn't want to, you know what? He didn't want to. No rule over well, here. Well, no, he didn't want to piss off our Rastafarian <laughs> fans. You know who you Fuck are, you. and we love you. Fuck you for running over that jo- Ja Rule joke. Deal with it. Fucking Joe Rule over here. Joe Rule, that is good. Do do your do a do a do a bar for us. No. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's a great Ja Rule song, there, guys. So, no. uh, you guys want to come to this festival I'm starting up called Firefest? Oh. Yeah. But exa- uh, it's, not, it's not fiery fest. No, but they no. actually spell fire right. Yeah, F I R E. Oh, is it just like a bunch of like fire everywhere? Is it it's like, a, it's know, an arsonist con. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and the bands actually show up. You have uh, fire eaters. You have all kinds of stuff. People that dance with like the the fire sticks, whatever. Yeah, fire. It, it's basically like Burning Man, but like fun. But not fire sticks like the Amazon fire sticks. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are invited. Okay, <laughs> but what do you light them on fire? Okay, it's a fire fire stick. Okay. Just a fire don't bring, stick on fire. Just don't bring a Chromebook or whatever. They yeah. Oh, and, cast. and special guests. Oh, 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 what's, that, what's that phone that went on fire? What was that? The Note 2. Or not the Note 2, but like one of the Notes. Yeah, bring the Note 2 to the fire um, Actually, uh, I want to, Joe, I know you want to make this big announcement, but I'm going to make it. Uh, guests of honor for Joe's Firefest. The guy from the original Firefest that was going to suck a dude's dick. Uh, $5 meet and greet. Uh, picture and autograph is $10 for $20. Oh. He will actually suck your dick right there. And don't forget Guy Fieri. Are you going to see yourself out or we have to call security? Uh, I guess I'm fired, ain't I? <clears throat> <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Don't get all fired up over this. Let's, let's, let's do the show. But, yeah, so a lot of things have been going on in several worlds. Uh, controversy in pro wrestling. Um, actually, uh, a nice and touching movie came out this weekend. And <coughs> baby, don't aliens. watch it in 4D. And I'm gonna say it right now. I think Joe's gonna come at us with some more confusing yet interesting X Men on go on goings on. Am I right, Joe? No. Really? <clears throat> I didn't read any X Men. Um, oh my God! We get a break from the X lore. Uh, Thank you. Um, because I was, no, it's not that it was bad. It was just trying to remember everything and which was which was hard. And I can only imagine what it's like having to be like actually in the thick of it. Joe, you, I, I, I will give you a comic book purple heart. There is a bunch of baby Yodas, a bunch of 10 year challenges, a bunch of, uh, I'm going to tell people this, my kids, this, (laughs) it should be a picture of us. I'm going to tell my kids. It's the three stooges. Yeah. 
Scott is definitely um, curly. I feel like a mo. No, you're mo. No, you're mo because you're like more like a angry curmudgeon. I like to guy. think I'm shemp because I'm a bumbling idiot. Uh, shemp's lovable. You're Larry. <clears throat> and you're mo. Why would I no, be you're Mo. Joe's Larry. I'm just, Curly. You're the straight guy. You're, you're the you're the one that kind of. Is just I'm also the, fine. <laughs> okay, then you're uh, plus I get plus Curly Joe over here. Plus, for the record, I can do Curly's. Can you? I just did it. What can you? you, audience? Please let us know if that was a Curly, uh, uh, good uh, Curly representation. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, if if you want to be girl Will Sasso. If you want to be me to be Mo for a second, I'll come over there, poke you in the eye. Well, I'm going to take your heads and just go, bump, and I'll make the sound effect. Yeah, well, I'm going to grab a big plank of wood and try to carry it over there, keep turning around, hit y'all in the motherfucking head. I'm going to get a chainsaw and cut your head off. Yo, that's not three stooges. You're going too far. Going too far. Too far with this one. Chopping off Phyllis's head, sorry. Yeah, but um, so let's let's skew from 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 the violence, from the From, from the more chainsaw. violence. Oh, were we? Yeah. Oh, I thought we I thought we start the show off on a nice note, a no. happy note. Well, we're gonna start. I watched episode three of The Mandalorian. Okay, then we're not gonna start on a happy note. Hey, All right. we are starting a happy note. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's episode three still fucking awesome, still fucking great. It's turning into like a lone wolf and cub kind of thing, and I'm digging it. All right, a lot. Um, Werner Herzog uh, comes back, and he's like, um, I want the Yoda. Does he actually I call like, it that? No. <clears throat> no, they don't, they don't reference it as the child. They reference it as the child. You know why? <clears throat> because they probably still can't decide what the fuck to call it species. And Werner Herzog's like, he's like definitely part of the Empire because there's a bunch of like stormtroopers around him. <clears throat> but it's like, you know, the Empire ended like five years ago, so it's like remnants. Kind of like <clears throat> how the rebels were like part of the, uh, not the, what were they called? Republic. Right, was it the Republic? Yes. Sort of. The Senate. Whatever. Because the Republic got taken over by and yeah. then turned into the Empire. Basically, yeah. the Rebels are like the the remains of the original good guys from the prequel trilogy. Right. So these guys are like <sighs> the the Rebels of this, of, this the is post, the remnants, of the post-Return of the Jedi. This is the remnants that will become the New Order. Yeah. Uh, what you're thinking is, you know, all this would have what a fucking... Not happen if Chancellor Valorum wasn't bad at his job. Yeah. And also, I voted no confidence. Also, if they would understand what balance actually meant. It's like he was in charge of Brexit. Yeah, but also, if they knew what balance actually meant, we'd be everything would be fine. Even though in Star Wars, the balance never made sense because if you kill the Sith, then it's unbalanced. Well, yeah, no, that's the thing. Also, have you ever noticed that it always seems like there's there's like there's always more Jedi than there are Sith lords? Yeah. Like. Well, the, the Sith Lords—it's a rule of two. Still, but why do and, we need? But why do we need ten thousand Jedi? Doesn't that auto? Does it? If, if I may, if I may put this into wrestling terms, right? Oh God! You got your good. You got your baby face as the Jedi. You got your heels the Sith. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, yes, you could say they're your monster heel, but like, if 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 you got all these guys coming in, that all these Jedi's, especially in like the the prequel trilogy, because you know. Jedi, as far as we knew, oh. were dead in the neutral. Oh, you, the mean, you mean the JWO, the Jedi World Order? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've already made your baby faces look weak because you're telling me that all these baby faces can't stand it up to these two Sith Lords. I mean, they Sith did heels. have Disco Inferno. Now, tell you, tell, tell um, this, uh, the devil's advocate here. It's the literally Sith, lightsaber. The Sith 
Do have lightning. The Jedi's don't. Well, that's just bad booking. Maybe if Bill Watts was booking Star Wars, this would have been so much better back then. Or maybe, or right. if Bill Watts is running, then then Luke Skywalker can't jump off the turnbuckle. Well, you know what? Maybe he doesn't need to do it. You know what? Maybe if he got by on his charisma alone, things would be perfectly fine. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and you say know. it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Luke Skywalker, <clears throat> one of the lamest second generation superstars I've ever seen. I'm going to say now, and this, is, and this is like this is a reference to an old episode of the Make It Dish podcast. Judy Bagwell is a nerf herder. <laughs> that was episode two of the Make It Dish podcast. You know. I saw Obi-Wan and Anakin riding together. You can't have Babyface and Heel in the same car. Oh, shit. Dude, that was pre-heel turn. You know this. <laughs> was it? He was a tweener. He was a, was a tweener around that. Well, no, dude. Shades yeah, of Grey. He, uh, yeah, Shades of Grey. sworn he uh, annihilated a bunch of kids. Well, I'm sorry, dude, but that's that's Texas booking. That's for a <laughs> well, time, Well, you know Eric. what? He wrestled a bunch of kids. Guns. Jim Cornette's going to hate it. Um, <laughs> well, to be fair, he is a Star Trek guy. Uh... Now, if he, if they they remember, remember Anakin just dumped his freaking valet for for more power to save her? Well, if you remember, Jim Cornette was booking the Star Trek territory, Deep Space Nine. That was totally Cornette. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Deep Space Nine's good, though. It was the Smoky Mountain you of know Star Trek. That? You know what's better than that? Babylon 5. Babylon 5 was a big pile of shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's um, a space reference. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, it's great. It's great. I think everyone should say there's more Carl Weathers and... Someone made a fucking Arrested Development joke, and I can't unsee it now because Carl Weathers is in it, and he's a fucking great character. There was a time it was like when they, they got sponsored by like Arrested Development, they got uh, sponsored by Burger King or whatever. So they did this whole thing that it's a cheap plug, and he's like, "You know what's a great restaurant? This is Carl Weathers. This is a great restaurant, Burger King. Did you know that if you have a you have a cup there, you can refill it with anything you want." See, I just always see him as Apollo Creed. Oh, like, no. like to me, it's just like, oh shit, Apollo Creed's gonna box fucking like stormtroopers and shit. And then like, Mr. T's gonna he's show teaching, up. Uh, <laughs> Mr. T shows up. He's he teaches uh, in the show. He teaches uh, um, David Cross's character how to be an actor or whatever. Wait, David Cross is in Star Wars? He's, he's in, in the Mandalorian. He's no, way you keep talking about Arrested Development, even though you're never gonna watch. Oh yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but like, there's a whole. They, they do a lot of references, like. Like uh, like he's eating like a. Like, it's a slow burn. Don't don't, don't, don't throw away the the steak. <laughs> so in other words, it's boring <clears throat> as fuck. Don't throw those ribs away. Pop this in a pot. And you have a good stew going. And then someone said like Mandalorian, they're making stew. And I was like, ah, oh, it's funny, it's funny. It's but Carl Weathers in it, he's great. Um, everyone's great in it. I think it's like there's they reference that like the Mandalorian clan all have jetpacks, but the Mandalorian, but the actual character, and he's like, I need to get one of those. Why doesn't he have a jetpack? He hasn't earned it. Mandalorian's like you earn your things. Like it's a, like Boy Scouts where you earn like a badge or you know or like like military, you get earn a rank. Or stuff like that. You I would have gone <laughs> with the military, not the Boy Scout one, considering how badass the Mandalorians are. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Boy Scouts no, are little no, dude. Are you saying Boy Scouts ima- aren't badass? Well no, it's not that. It's just Sorry, I'm, Boy Scouts of America. I'm imagining he wears like this armor, but it's made to look like the Boy Scout uniform with like the little shorts. Yeah. But he's got the helmet, so he's got the badass helmet. He's got a bunch of patches <laughs> but then, on him. But then he's got, he's got like a sash. Yeah, he's got a little sash, but the sash is also armor. And then he goes camping with Alec Baldwin, holding his canteen. He's like, I'm gonna say he's the can- he's he's the Mandalorian canteen boy. He's the uh, the, the canteen the cantina the cantina boy. <laughs> he's just like you make me 
There's your uh, episode <laughs> title, he's like, Cantina Boy. He's like, to my, he's like, I know Cantina Boy. My whiskers are scratchy, aren't they? Oh, yes. you make me laugh, Mandalorian Cantina Boy. Make me laugh <laughs> some more. So, uh, <laughs> go check out The Mandalorian. It's only a half hour episodes. By the way, you know how good The Mandalorian is? It's so good. We haven't, we haven't talked about the show exactly as how it is. We just... We compared it to wrestling, Arrested Development, and fucking canteen. The canteen noise schedule Saturday Night Live. And the a show's amazing, guys. A little bit of Rocky. And a little bit of Rocky. Yeah, a little bit of Rocky on the side. Throw a little Rocky in there. Uh, I'm counting Mr. I'm counting Mr. T because he didn't necessarily say he was Clubber Lang. We just said he was Mr. T. Um, eighteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, my lady is enjoying Disney Plus more than I am. <clears throat> She's been watching. I don't know, I never heard of the show ever in my life. Even Stevens? What? I've never heard of it. Really? That's, that's where Shia LaBeouf got Yeah, like, I didn't know that. I, that is amazing. Like, here's, here's I don't... No, no, hold on. Before you before you get go on the defensive, I just want to let you know, I'm not saying this as like, uh, it's so good, fuck you for not watching it. It's one of those things where it was kind of, at least in... Because, you know, we, we live in good. the same area. It was... It had kind of like a little following, at least around here. Like, I know in my schools, like, my school, <clears> like... People talked about it. People watch it. Like it was a thing. My thing is that's why I'm surprised. My thing is I was never a Disney Channel guy. Now were you one of the were you one of the houses that like you didn't have Disney Channel, but every now and then you would get it. I did. Oh, see, that was I just really wasn't into it. I was when I was a kid. It was mostly I I didn't watch Disney. Channel. Because the afternoon Fox Kids. You gotta watch Fox Kids. Did you get the power? Oh, I watched it all. WB Kids. Uh, I watched it all. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. I was mostly in that camp. I never was getting into Disney. Yeah. Oh, dude, you missed out, man. Goof Troop, Quack Pack, Bonkers. You missed out on Tailspin. Well, you, I mean, I've so seen much episodes, good. but I've never seen the live-action oh. Disney Channel. Oh, dude, Dark, and Darkwing yeah. Duck. So, yeah. like... That was... I, and now I think about it, I think that might have been the only live-action show I really <clears> watched. Because Lizzie McGuire, I mean, that was a girl show. I, I didn't watch yeah. that. Um, I'm with Wade. I try it. Like, now. I didn't really watch, like, Disney Channel. Like, my Disney was, like... Old Donald Duck cartoons, yeah. which actually a or, lot of those or, are on Disney Plus. Also, uh, Looney Tunes, right in the Looney Tunes. I, so, once a kid, I mean Looney Tunes isn't. That's not Disney. No, he's right. saying just what. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I, I forgot. Yeah, like I, I watched like Ducktales a little bit, like Tailspin, Chip and Dale, but like those were and Gargoyles. Those oh. were like. Disney Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Saturday were, morning was the jam. Or, or Disney <laughs> afternoon. Man. Gargoyles. But, man. I had the fucking toys, man. But I, had like, the, I had the VHS that was like the jewel case. But yeah, <sighs> we were more... Like, I, I'm assuming we both uh, are like Batman the Animated Series. Yes. All um, the Warner Brothers and all that stuff. Uh, I also... You gotta remember, dude, when I was a kid, I watched a hell of television. <laughs> hell of television. You still do. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, yeah. I was aware of Evan Stevens, and I had seen a couple episodes. Yeah, I, but I did not watch I, Disney Channel. I've watched a few episodes with her because she's been binging, and I was very like, it, "It's a fun really. show." Yeah. And and you know what? It's it's fun. But but there's also some you know like stuff okay, on there that it gives her a break from the Office and Schitt's Creek. Well, don't worry. Once uh, once the Office goes off Netflix and goes to NBC's, you won't have to worry about her watch streaming the Office. Well, I'm, I, now I have to think what I'm going to stream. Cause I um, watched it all the time, but like, but or, I, but I had Seinfeld, I had Seinfeld and Netflix. Well, I tell so. you what, Wade, you could buy the NBC streaming service <clears throat> that literally nobody wants, or I can do it the cheaper route and just buy all the seasons of The Office for like a dollar each season. Be that as it may, no one wants that NBC streaming service. 
Um, if we get to the point where like you might as well just have put cable. It on cable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we wanted we had cable, we wanted streaming services. Now we've got all the, the streaming services, now we want so cable. So it's like maybe cable. Well, it's because every channel wants you to pay for their shit. Yeah. So maybe Which cable. is how cable should have been. <laughs> yes. But they're charging mm. enough to where it's like I might as well have cable and get the channels I don't fucking want. Yeah, just have watch us do like what if like, streaming are? What if these are are products of like Comcast and like all the cable companies? They make all these streaming services, so you want them, and then they realize like, oh shit, nobody's gonna want them. They're gonna want to flock back to us. So all the cable cutter, the you know the, the people the, who the are getting rid cutters. of cable are getting back into cable. Time's a flat circle, man. So is the Earth. <sighs> sorry, guys. I went on one of my little skits. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm good. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't t- know what. No, I was looking because I didn't know how to segue from that. But uh, Wade's like, is this a bit? But I was. <laughs> but but there. Well, it was a bit actually. But um, it was a bit of this, a bit of that. <laughs> but uh, I did. I bit of this streaming have, service, bit of that. <laughs> but we have. Um, oh my god! No, I'm just kidding. But, Time's no, a flat circle. But but no, but Kayla and I, we, we've been we've been watching a little more of the obscure stuff. Like, well, not well. I showed her Tron for the first. Not time. Not the racist stuff, right? That's not on there, yeah, dude. There is. No, dude. They e- they edited Dumbo. Oh, because I remember there was like they, they put a disclaimer that some things might come off as. A yeah, but they but they edited like some of their stuff. Like basically, did you watch the, Return the, to Oz? The popular stuff got edited. The not so popular stuff got a got a disclaimer. Okay. basically, that's the best I can tell. But we watched Tron, and she liked it. But like, we have to watch it again because I don't know if if you've seen Tron. I oh, know yeah. you have. I've I have Tron. not. What? I thought you said you did. <clears throat> no. Oh. I'll say this about Tron. If you watch it, I'm like, aware of it. Like later in life, like you watch the special effects or whatever, it's kind of boring. Not really. I, I still think it's really good. <sighs> I think what what Wait, ruin, it's just a party pooper. No, what ruins what ruins <laughs> that's, that's it that's for why it's tattooed on my I'll tell you. I have a tramp stamp that says party pooper. <laughs> It's <laughs> the fact that it's right above your ass crack. Yeah, yeah. With an arrow. <laughs> Party pooper. Because he, fuck, he fucked up and he wanted the arrow to correct things. He's like, ah, oh, um, no. that arrow was supposed to point at me. <laughs> no, but what ruined... No, but here's what, what can ruin a good movie never like get Tron. A, never get a basement tattoo. Here's what can ruin a good movie like Tron for someone who's never seen it before. Everything before they go into the system or into the game or whatever the fuck. Because I don't know what the... F- like, don't get me wrong. When I saw, first saw the movie, I was a kid. I didn't need, I didn't care about that stuff. I just wanted to see them go into the thing. But when you're an adult, you kind of want to like pay attention to that kind of stuff because like maybe there was some shit I missed. <clears throat> and you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> just get in the fucking game. Because even Caitlin said, I don't know what they were talking about. But once they got into the game, like I understood it. So yeah. like I don't really know what was going on other than so it's, saying it's, it's real life complicated video games. Yeah, like it basically seems like Kevin Flynn, uh, Jeff Bridges' character. I guess he's been, been like locked out of like <clears throat> his a program or a game or whatever that he worked on that this company put like stuff in. So he's trying to work his way around it to Fine. go in and destroy it. Mm-hmm. But somehow. <clears throat> With the the machine they're working on, zaps him into the thing he's working on. So he basically is doing it from within rather than and then he through a computer. Waiting for you to see Wing Commander. Han's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And, <laughs> what, uh, what did you say? I said, "I'm waiting for you to see Wing Commander." I don't know if that's on there, but I would watch it. I'll I don't t- know if it's Disney. Um, or and I'll then tell we- you, it would be a terrible scenario if you're in a Tron scenario, right? 
Right. What if you're the designer that, of that Pong? That is the scenario. Oh, God. And then you get trapped in the Pong, and you're the ball that keeps getting hit. Oh! Oh, shit. <clears throat> but we did also watch um, those old... You remember Wonderful World of Disney? You remember when they used to do that, where it'd be, like, little made-for-TV movies? And then every now and then, they would play, like, a theatrical movie. Uh, it was I like, thought you were going to say every now and then they were going to play a porno. No. <clears throat> I think it was on, like... Disney Saturday. After Dark. It was on, Pocahontas. I think it was on, like, every Sunday for a long time. I don't know. Well, um, they have some of those movies on there, and one of them. We just told you that we didn't watch Disney Channel that much. No, it wasn't on Disney Channel. It was on ABC. Uh, Whatever. I didn't watch ABC either. That's not my problem. So anyway, we found one because when I read the description, I was like, I gotta watch this. It's a movie called uh, Sultan and the Rockstar. Now you hear it, and it almost sounds like some kind of weird, like Prince and the Pauper kind of story. The Sinbad star in this? No, no. I was thinking the same fucking thing. Um, Because I'm like, this sounds like a movie Sinbad would have been in the early 90s. They do have the movie First Kid, so at least there's that. They also have Rookie of the Year. They do, and I watched it the other night. Oh my god, dude, you gotta watch it. It's so much fun. I know you told me. Um... But, like, I heard the time, and I thought it was some kind of, like, Prince and the Pauper kind of thing, where, like, you got a rock star and a prince, they are envious of each other's lives, so they switch, blah, blah, blah. No. It's a story about a, a, a TV tiger named Sultan, nice. who has been taken, like, I guess the show got canceled or whatever, they're taking it to this island where this disabled rich guy, they, they take animals, because he, he's like a hunter, and they take all these animals so he can hunt them since he can't go to where the animals are. They bring the animals to him. And so this rock star dude... So he's like, a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah this shit so this rock star dude, too. like, stumbled upon the tiger. And so he's trying to save the tiger. And meanwhile, there's this Native American guy who technically works for the, the evil guy. But he's actually a good guy. And he doesn't like what he has to do. It's super complicated. And he tries to, like... He, he basically tries to help the animals as best he can. But, you know, he's also got to eat, you know? And uh, it's not that bad, he's but it's just like, guy. what? Why didn't he eat the disabled guy? Because he's he pays him. You can get paid. That's what I'm saying. You to gotta eat. eat the guy. <laughs> but then where? But who's gonna pay him? Well, is he is the, disabled, the animals? Is the disabled guy alone? Well, no. There's another guy. And no, no, there. His family is he the only one? Is he married? Yeah. They don't. <clears throat> it's a t- hey. It's a it's a '70s made-for-TV so Disney the, movie. So you think means, they're gonna go that deep? So that means if he kills him and eats him, he has all the fortune. Hey, maybe he can assume his. I know it's gonna catch him. He's on fucking. But island. we don't know if he's in the will, Wade. He may not be in the will. There's could a be will, in the testament. He could be in the test. I hate your way. That's so... It's a will. There's a way he can do it. But yeah, so there's all kinds... It's called... Hey, Native American guy, it's called forgery. But there's... Like I said, there's a lot of, like, really, like, just... So much like crazy stuff. I highly recommend... Swiss Family Robinson. There's two versions of Swiss Family Robinson on that motherfucker. But yeah, no. I highly recommend you delve deep into the older Disney stuff. Especially, like, uh, I think I saw The Black Hole is on there. Like, I don't know. Just... I was saying Zathora. Delve in That's one there <laughs> So how about that delve Disney in, vaults I'm just saying Delve into the weird And like obscure stuff With Disney Just because like It's it's cool to like Yeah I can watch Lion King And stuff like that Stuff you watch a million times But I'm telling you there's can sh- you watch Lion King 2 Yes uh, Yes you can And Lion King 1 do, and a half Do you want to watch Lion King 2 Isn't that bad I like to watch Lion King 2 <laughs> It's like I'm ready to shit on it, but I like it. I, I liked it, but um, I highly, I highly recommend you I do it. If if, it. if nothing else, for the lols. Speaking of lols, uh, Tom Hanks movie came out. <laughs> Speaking of lols, and it was that just, segue, and it was just full <laughs> of laughs. It was laughs. No, no, 
No tissues needed at all. And well, maybe tissues for the laughter. See, I didn't realize yeah. <laughs> that they got Tom Hanks to do a gritty version of Mr. Rogers' life. Yeah, it's, it's like Joker, but it's Rogers. Yeah, yeah. I got what I'm yeah, saying. Can you say call me Mr. Mr. Rogers? Rogers. <laughs> Could you call me your neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> when they call you their neighbor... And they feel like their neighbor. You become their neighbor. All I have are positive thoughts. (laughs) What do you do with the mad that you feel? And then he fucking shivs Mr. Feely. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you just hear the theme song, and he's just dancing down the steps. Yeah. And then the one with King Friday on his hand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we are talking about a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wait and I If saw you guys it. didn't see it, we just spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait and I saw it over the weekend. Not together. Uh, not together, but we did see it. Uh, a little before, before the movie was playing, me and Diana were sitting next to each other, and we are thinking to ourselves, we forgot tissues. So we found one napkin, <laughs> and we're torn in half, and that was our tissues for the night. Um, <clears throat> we, uh, no, the problem Kate and I had was we got the time wrong, and we showed up uh, 10 minutes late. Uh, <laughs> luckily, it had only just begun, like, the 10 minutes factor in for, like, previews and stuff. So you didn't, oh, okay. <clears throat> so we saw the very, not the very, very beginning, but we saw the opening. But you didn't so. see, I'm trying to think of terrible trailers. <clears throat> no, there were no trailers. <clears throat> we were gonna get popcorn and shit. I was gonna like wait for like a moment in the movie where where we could we could get popcorn, but it was like Kaylin didn't want to bother because when we got there, but you've never seen a movie. You never know what time it is. You the fro- <clears throat> the fro- Well, I was gonna say because the frozen. I mean, they frozen tell you what time it starts. Because Frozen two. No, no, like if it's in the middle of the movie, so you don't know when's a good time to leave. Yeah, <clears throat> but like Frozen two was There's like no women's match. Frozen two was packed, so like the line for popcorn was out the fucking door. I'm not kidding. Um, so we didn't get popcorn, but, uh, we started off, and I really liked how they started it, how, like, it, and, and, like, uh, and, like, little bits in the, in between where, like, it felt like you were watching an episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, especially being, like, the, the, the Mr. Rogers super fan that I am, um, the, the, um, there were two things that I noticed that referenced the actual episodes of the show. Number one... Um, at the very beginning, when he's opening up the pictures, yeah. he has the little doors of the pictures, they actually did that in an episode of the show. And also, in one of the scenes they mentioned, I think it might have been at the end, they mentioned that uh, the next day they're shooting at uh, Wagner's Shoe Store, <clears throat> which not only is from an episode, but the door thing was from that episode. So I thought that was kind of an interesting little thing My favorite to little me. thing is like when they're like... <clears throat> Because it takes place in different cities and different places. Oh, and the they, transition, the the they, they transition with like the the the, the model. Yes, the model yeah. So, so, so how they do the, in the opening of the show? That's how they would do the things, and not just like not just like sh- land, outside land. shots. You would see like the plane like like flying up and well, landing, like, 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 like and the cars the, driving. Like they get in the taxi, and then they transition to like the toy. Yeah, and you <clears> see them moving everything. That's cute. Um. Oh god, but nothing was sadder than the cemetery. Oh my god. Anyway, so it follows this news report, this uh, this reporter, and he's a piece of shit kind of person. Oh, he's not a piece of shit. He's He's just just dealing with a lot of problems. He's a miserable dude, and he's dressed like a bum. Uh, my favorite part is when he wanders into Mr. Rogers' show, like the the dream sequence or whatever, and he just dressed like a fucking poor person. You're like, 
Why dress like that? Anyway. I, thought, <clears throat> I thought he was just wearing his this normal clothes. This was 1998 because there's the World Trade Centers and stuff yes. like that. Uh, and um, is, is this – not, I didn't look into it, but is this a real person? Okay. Is this a real story? It is based on a true story. They changed the name of the writer. Obviously. Um, no one's actually named according to the According to the writer of the article, the only things that are not true are the, the name – of the character, and the, and the punching his father, punching his father in the face at his sister's wedding. Uh, Other than that, according to him, it's accurate. So his father was Chris Cooper. Yes. Okay. Who I thought it was just weird because like a couple nights ago, Kayla and I watched the Muppets, the the movie from a couple years <clears throat> ago with uh, was it uh, Jason Segel and yeah. uh, Amy Adams, and he's the villain in that. And I just thought it was really He's weird. He's also Norman Osborn in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Because, like, as soon as I saw it, all I could... Did you guys see The Muppets? No. A long time ago. I yeah. remember... Is, no. No, I'm thinking... No, I've seen The Muppets, but I'm thinking... Is that the one who shows his pecker on? But, no, that's, uh... No one showed their pecker in The Muppets movie. <laughs> that's why That wasn't that. What was the fuck was it? Well, Chris Cooper showed his pecker in a movie? No, no. Uh, Seagal. Seagal. He showed his wiener in a movie? Yeah, what the fuck was it? It's got Mila Kunis in it. God, he goes on vacation. What the fuck Forgetting is Forgetting Sarah called? Marshall? No. That's that... it. That's it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That's what it is. Okay. At the end, he shows his penis. Oh, cool. I guess. I've never seen that movie, so now I'm going to watch it. <laughs> He's got to see that seagull peagle. Uh, um, um, anyway, back to the wholesome family. Yeah. Movie. Um, so it, it's kind. Of, so the story of this movie is you're dealing with you're you're dealing with this report. You're following this reporter in uh, his life, and it's like it's not like his life is shit, but it's like you can definitely tell like he's angry. He 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 has problems. He's angry. He's he's upset. Things aren't the way they should be. Things aren't the way he would like them to be. His dad don't. Him and his, him and his dad do not get along. Yeah. Uh, you find out throughout the movie why, um, and I found myself relating to a lot of that in the movie. I mean, me and my dad, I, I'm sure I've mentioned on the podcast, me and him didn't always have the best relationship. I kind of could even apply some of that to my mother as well. Um, but as the movie progresses and as he's, he's meeting <clears throat> up with Mr. Rogers, like even so much as like he, uh, like one of my favorite things was at the beginning when he calls, he calls to set up an interview with Mr. Rogers and like from the moment he makes that call to the time he gets home, he gets a phone call from Fred Rogers and he thinks that Fred is like, okay, well, we'll set up the interview. Blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. like, well, I have you. Like, let's, you know, let's let's do it. He wants to do the interview right now. And I thought, like, I was like, that is so Mr. Rogers. That is so what he would do. Yeah. And I and that's one thing I will say. They, and I mean, they worked <clears throat> so hard and long with his wife and the, Fred, the Mr. Rogers company and everything to make sure that this was accurate and this told his story <clears throat> the way Fred would have wanted. And it helps and that... I think they did. It they helps nailed that they it. used Tom Hanks, who was pretty much yeah. a wholesome kind of oh, Mr. Rogers now. Who uh, who is uh, related to Mr. Rogers. Really? Yeah. It, uh, Ancestry.com proved that they were sixth co- He was his sixth cousin. Oh. And uh, he found out at that's the premiere. That's so nice. He found out that out at the premiere. That's that's very nice. Um, but there there were there's just like a lot of like subtle things because I will say when you first go into this movie and at certain moments, 
it, I will say, as someone who can look past like cyni- the cynicism that I've built up over the years, I could see someone saying like, "Oh, well, that was really weird, or that was creepy, or that was this, uh-huh. or that was that." But it's like no, and and at first, it's you know, because like you know, it's Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers, but after a while, you kind of forget yeah. that it's Tom uh-huh. Hanks. Yeah, and like the way he speaks, the way he, the way like he just got everything. That made him Mr. Rogers who he was. And I think one of my favorite things was I felt I, I was having Forrest Gump flashbacks with a lot of the footage that they had actually put him into as Mr. Rogers and just see, seeing his delivery and knowing what a lot of these original videos look like. And it's like he got it. Yeah. He, did, he didn't just understand, but he knew how to like emote it and project it into the movie. And also, I just thought I, I, he did a say, great job. That was a stunt swimmer. What? That was a stunt swimmer. That was not him. <laughs> I did like his little trunks, though. Um, there's one scene that was like, <clears throat> it's in the trailer, and it's really a great scene, is uh, when they're on the subway. Oh, and yeah. The, and the different generations of people singing the, the theme yeah. song. Fun fact, <clears throat> that really happened. I know so many people are going to, I said to Caitlin after we watched the movie, we went, to, we went to go grab a bite to eat afterwards. I know so many people are going to say that there's no way that fucking happened and they just made that for the movie. I did hear about that. That actually. really happened. Maybe not with the reporter. They might have embellished a little on when it happened, but it happened. <clears throat> yeah. That, that was real. Uh, of course, you know, with my life, I was crying my eyeballs out with the dad stuff. Oh, was, God, <clears throat> yes. I was using that fucking tissue. When it, got to the, when it got closer to the end, I was really thinking about you. I know. When when that happened, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, this, this it sucks." Wait, I was gonna say, if Wade sees this movie, man, he's gonna. I'm like... gonna tell you now. <clears throat> this got me. This one scene, one thing that Mr. Rogers does, it got me on the documentary. It got me on here when they're in the diner, and he's like, "Just take a minute. Think of all the people who loved you who aren't here or whatever like that." And everyone takes a minute, and I'm fucking in the theater. I'm my eyes oh my are God. crying, like because the, the documentary they did it. It was the credits or whatever. Yeah, and. Everyone in the fucking dinos over here, like, she's usually, you know, more composed than I am. She's crying. I'm crying. The person next to us is crying. And they actually took a minute. Yeah. They really did. And now I can't say I participated, and I'll tell you why. Because, again, I'm a fan. I was noticing, like, people in the the scene, like, um, the waitress worked on the show. She was in the documentary. Oh. Um, the old woman that they that they did the clear shot of sitting at the table, that's his wife, Joanne Rogers. Oh, that's And cute. the older gentleman, the guy who's like balding, whatever, that was the original Mr. That was Mr. McFeely. So during that minute, they were thinking of him. Yes. <clears throat> But, like, knowing that, like, that was them, I was like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. Oh, hey, that's so-and-so. The, I will say this. The only, the, the there was one person who I really thought I was going to get to see in this, but when I understood what time, place it took it, it, it took place in, I, I understood, but I kind of, I was kind of hoping Michael Keaton would show up in this movie. And I know that sounds out of place to some people, but he actually worked on the show. And so I thought that would have been a nice little thing. I mean, I'm not holding it against Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, I don't know why you would be, but if you're listening, I'm not holding it against you. I still love you. I still think you're the best Batman. Fuck you. Dude, Michael Keaton might get pissed. We'll never get Michael Keaton Maybe on the he's show. He's the best Batman, but he also was in Batman Returns. Yeah, but I'll let it slide. <clears throat> he wasn't the reason that movie sucked. What was the reason? 
The be- movie sucks. Because li- it was it was interesting. Because Tim <clears throat> because Tim Burton went full Tim Burton. Here's the thing about Batman Returns, like it's mostly the direction and the pacing of it. It's terrible. Like, <clears throat> like Danny DeVito's performance great. I don't, I'm mm. why did he have to be a penguin? I don't know. But because he was the penguin. But I thought Danny DeVito was he transformed into that. Michelle Pfeiffer, great. Mm. Mark Keaton, great. Yes. Uh, Chris Rockin, fantastic. Uh, but the rest of the movie is just like though I could have done without. Though I'm very torn with the 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 rocket launcher penguins. I don't know how to feel about that. Like it sounds like the most awesome thing ever, but also it was completely ridiculous. It's one of those things that sounds good on paper, maybe works on a comic book. That's something I think we need to we need to understand. People it need to understand. <laughs> Not everything from a comic book is going to work in a movie. Like live action. The first Batman felt real as real as possible. <clears throat> it felt like grounded. Yeah. This one was like he went full on comic book and full yeah. on Tim Burton. I think what happened was when he did Batman, he <clears throat> had never read a comic book a day in his life, so he's just like he got the cliff notes and was like, "All right." Then he read a comic book. It's like, "We got to put all this shit in the movie." And and but I'm gonna put my spin on it. Was that the one with the big ass duck? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's why the movie sucked. The big yeah. duck. What the duck? The suck big duck. But of course, we do know if there's one thing we know about ducks. Ducks fly together. Now that we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with some comics and wrestling. Oh shit, more comics. And hello everyone. Oh Welcome Jesus. To uh, I'm Rikinish podcast. Careful, wait, I'm getting hard over here. We're doing. Uh, I just feel uncomfortable. This is now. We're into a new segment called. Well, it's not a new segment. It's called Joe's Comic Corner. It's not what I actually call it. I'm just saying it because I'm doing seductive voice. This is <clears throat> NPR. Yes, this is Joe PR. Joe Public Relations. Radio. <laughs> Joe Public Relations. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> it, like, what kind of public relations is he doing, Wade? He just goes up. He just goes up when there's an issue. He just goes up and says, "Hello, Joe." <laughs> At least that's why I, it's called, I get that's his why point. It's called, I get his point. That's why it's called <laughs> Joe PR. He just says Joe, and that's his PR. <clears throat> anyway, so you read comics? I did. Um, I forgot to mention one last week. Uh, in the it got buried by all the X Men stuff. All the Krakoa shit. Yeah. Um. He had to take a Krakoan timeout. I did read the first issue of Fantastic Four Grand Design. Oh. What's with all these Grand Designs? <clears throat> There's literally been two. I know, but what's with it? Are they are the Grand Designs good, or are they bland designs? Are they, like, literally, like, we're starting over? So, here, I'll, I'll help you out no. real quick. Then what's the point? Um, so, X-Men Grand Design was uh, Ed Piscor going... I'm going to rewrite, like, knowing everything that happens, looking back at X-Men lore from uh, Mutant Massacre and back, he's like, knowing everything that happens, he's like, I'm going to rewrite it to where it makes sense, rather than just random retcons. And that's what he did. Like, each part was, like, two issues. He would do, like, the original team, and then the second one was the second team. So are these, like, basically, like, retellings? It's a retelling. Okay. All originally done. And he does does everything. He does the art, the writing, lettering. 
so basically, this is like retelling. It's an like main, retelling main, of... main, like main story stuff, like main canon, yeah. but like doing it in a way where it's like this is definitive. This is it. When we go back to when well, we're referring to shit, this is what we're talking about. Well, I mean, that's a bit much uh, to well, say. Like, this is concrete. This is how it is. He's like, they should do. It's anyway. just his interpretation of a way to make all the X Men crazy shit work. And so going forward, things make more sense. Sort of. No, no, that's the intent. I'm not yeah, saying it's yeah. what he accomplished. So, yeah, what it, what it is, it's like, you know, how events lead into each other and, like, setting up villains, like, earlier on. And, like, you know, you see Mr. Sinister back on the original team messing with Cyclops, which isn't revealed until the 80s. You know what I mean? Um... So it's it's just like, and he does it all from the, uh, and this is what's really uh, an incredibly smart idea. Uh, he does it from the perspective of Uatu the Watcher. Hmm. Basically, this is what Uatu saw. So, and uh, and by doing that, also keeping things neutral too, because yeah. as as many comic book fans know, the Watchers, you know, they don't interfere. Yeah. They don't they don't do anything. They literally watch. Now, do we know why the Watchers watch? Other than to signify this is important, I use quotation um, fingers because sorta. it actually, not always is. Actually, uh, Fantastic Four Grand Design, which is done by Tom Scioli, a friend of Ed Piscor's, uh, another cartoonist that does everything. He can write, draw. Like, he just recently did GoBots. Prince. So, he, Prince. so, he, so you're telling me, what's it, Scioli? Yeah. So you're telling me he can, he can write, he can draw, he can do all these things. But can he see why kids love Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Is it the cinnamon swirls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the cinnamon swirls and the cinnamon curls all on the nice uh, squares that is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, part of a complete breakfast from General Mills. Uh, so We're not sponsored by General Mills. Here's the difference. We're not against it. Here, here's the big difference. So where Ed Piscor had, he would, he would get two issues per era of X-Men, and you can kind of clearly define, like, this is the first, you know, the origin and the first team. And then you have New Genesis, which is when the second team comes in. So he's going through time periods. It's not just Yeah, and then stories. the it's last one the last well. one was Extinction, which was like the Mutant Massacre, Extinction Agenda, all that stuff. In the eighties. Um Tom doesn't get that luxury with the Fantastic Four. Uh and I think that's one of the big weak points. Of his version. Um, so he's doing just two oversized issues. Okay. So at least they're at least they're they're bigger, so there's more oh, yeah. they can tell. Because they issue. he's cramming in fifty issues of stuff in each one. Shit. <laughs> so basically There is about so twenty four panels on certain pages. But so are we just doing like the whole Fantastic Four story with this? He's doing all the Kirby Fantastic Four, so all the first hundred issues. So basically the original he's retelling the original run. Right. And makes sense. Tom Scioli, super Kirby fan. His style is very reminiscent of Jack Kirby. What about space? Uh, what do you mean space? Everyone knows Kirby's space. 
Well, he does, like, the Kirby crackle and all that stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, the way Jack Kirby yeah, draws he, space. he's super, like, he's super into Yeah, because no, I love the way Jack Kirby Here, drew I'll, space. Uh, let me show you. I'll pull it up on Instagram. I, I, I think it's criminal that people still don't. It's like, of all the things that Jack have. Jack Kirby also did, like, uh, collages and stuff. But it's like, of all the things that have caught on and become, like, the norm in comic books and always, like, ripped off and referenced stuff like that, why Jack Kirby's interpretation of space is something that never, like, well, now, granted, it could be people just didn't want to be, like, be accused of being a Jack Kirby ripoff. But, I mean, hell, if you're going to rip anybody off, you might as well rip off the king. Am I right? I yeah. think the audience would agree with me there. Yeah. Um, but, no, I just like it. I just think it, it adds a life to, to space that you don't get when it's just black with little specks of stars. Yeah. You know, even in modern comics, with all the shading they do for the other things, space just looks really flat. It's like, you need the other things. You need, like, the moon, or the sun, or oh the planets, God. or stuff. But with him, you could just have the sky, like, space, and the stars, and the way he would draw it. It had so much life to Kinda it. Kind like Michael Allred in Silver Surfer. A little bit, yeah. yeah. That's why I like Allred, Allred's art. He's all right. I'm, ju- I'm trying to... I hate you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just I'm looking good. at it. I'm doing good today. So, yeah, what I think the weak point is, is they only give him two issues, and he's trying to do the first hundred issues of Fantastic Four. Do you think maybe initially he was offered more, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to cut to He's like, well, fuck, I'm, gonna, I'm not getting rid of any of these panels. Yeah, I don't know what the whole business deal was, uh, but... You know, I know that he really wanted to do Kirby Fantastic Four, and it, and it you know, a hundred percent. Like, um, I'm trying to find a good reference for you, but like, uh, like that's one of the, yeah, that's yeah. that's the stuff I like. Yeah. So and and he's super like everything. If you look up Tom Scioli's comics, you can see Kirby influence from the very get-go. And, and, and that's one of those th- times where, like, I, I think I was cursed with, like, when I was born because mm-hmm. I was, like, I'm one of those people. And you are, too. I mean, you're not that far off. But, like, where it was, like, kind of, like, the tail end of one generation mm-hmm. and the beginning of another. So it was, like, we got enough of the, the, of the stuff before and the other mm-hmm. where it's, like... You know, I guess people think it's weird. Like, if we like it, people from that generation think it's weird that we like it because, right. like, how could you possibly? Yeah, you know, the Hanna Barbera your, cartoons yeah, it's were like, a big one. Yeah, it's like that's that was before your time. But then you have the people later on, and even some people of our generation who like they they only got the newer stuff. So yeah. that's like, man, that's that's old shit. What you, but, so it's like it's really kind of uh, like outcast kind of stuff, so, you know? So it's basically like. He's blasting through it. Like I said, it's some some pages I think are twenty four to thirty panels, like just tiny squares, where he's just hitting all these story beats from the different issues. And at the back, like there's a key of like where he's pulling from. Like he's like this panel and like or this page is like these issues and like this page is these issues. I respect it, but that's also not a good sign that you need a key to be able to follow along with a book. Well, it, it's it's basically saying uh, this is where I'm citing this material. Oh, okay. He's I thought like, you meant like you need to understand. So like when it's it's like the Fantastic Four and then like when they f- face the uh, the Muck Monster, the the famous 
first issue yeah. cover and like certain images that he's pulling from either covers or certain panels from books and does he get into like the origin of like Black Panther and stuff? Black Panther's in it. Nice. The Inhumans are in it. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. Black Panther started in Fantastic Four. Yeah, it, like because he like you'll have a sidebar of like Black Panther stuff going on. Yeah, uh, and it's actually like, amazing how much you, you got know, Doom side plots. It's just amazing how much we owe. Like that's like its own thing now, but we owe to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, you know what I mean. But. There's a lot, and I think that's just, I think, that's the biggest weakness. It's so much so fast. It's just, it's nonstop. It's almost overwhelming. Yeah, but I really, like, I do dig it. I do like the grand design concepts where they're, like, doing retellings and trying to make it make sense. The Watcher gets involved in the Fantastic what? One. Yeah. But they don't, but they're not, they're not they're supposed to. They're not supposed to. to, and he says it. But he can't help himself for the Fantastic Four. Like, is it he gets involved good, bad? He helps the Fantastic Four and stops evil. Okay. Helps them stop evil. Okay. But, like... Do you think we're going to get a Watcher book out of this? No. Where it's going to be, like, him on, like, trial and shit? It's going to be, like, that one season of Doctor Who where it was just the Sixth Doctor on trial? Yeah, No. I don't think it's going to be like that. I hope not. That, but, that series kind of sucks. But I really enjoy I it. I like the Sixth Doctor, but that it, series sucks. It's really interesting. Like, the style um, for the Grand Design issues, they have it. Like, it looks like old newsprint. It kind of feels that way, too, but it's not. It's like... Yeah, I know a lot. I think... It was, I forget who the the one company that's been doing a lot of those, like, $1.50 mm-hmm. books. They've been using that, too, where it's like newsprint, but no, it's no, not newsprint. That's closer to newsprint. No, this is, like, actual high-quality paper, but it they they Photoshop it to make it look oh, yellow. So, oh, okay. And they okay. have a weird... It's a texture on it that makes it feel... Okay. Oily is in, in a way like the old like but you don't get but you don't get it on your hands. No. Cuz you know how it used to be. You turn the page, yeah. you wash your hands. You turn the page, <laughs> you wash your hands. And turn the page, wash your hands. I think you would I, I think you would I think you would enjoy it more if it was a slower paced and kind of delve deeper into it. If it's so breakneck, I don't know if you'll like it, but I think you'll like the novelty. Well, of it. not only that, but I mean, like, I feel like comic books do give you that um, that luxury of depending on how quickly you choose to read it, yeah. you can kind you kind of dictate the pace in a sense. I mean, obviously, yeah. you can only read what you're given, mm-hmm. but you can dictate how you read sure, it. Sure, you can get a bookmark and put it in there and just like stew on it for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do that actually yeah, with Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like that is, honestly, that's something like that. It's not something like fucking uh, uh, um, Doomsday Clock where it's like like <laughs> we're not, we're still not fucking finished yet. And after six fucking issues, nothing really fucking happened. Um, it's like I, I get the whole slow burn thing, but when you have a slow burn comic with a so, slow burn release schedule, something's got to give. Um, and <sighs> something's got. And to wrap it up, I think the art style, like, because Tom Scioli's art style mirrors Kirby, but he also goes um, all pencil. There's no, like, ink. And that's the way he, like, colored it, too. So it all looks like it's oh, done so he does in, like, the color, color pencil. Yeah. So this really is, like, from Yeah, him, him and Ed Piscord, like, they're big, like, auteur kind of cartoonists. Now, see, I also like, like, that. I mean, I know it's, like, a lot more work for them, mm-hmm. but I always, like, to me, something like that always 
I, I feel like they always have a charm to them that other comics don't have because yeah, you know, like definitely. this is like this is coming from this person, this is of this person. You know, you could definitely tell like this is something they want to do because I know I have a feeling Marvel doesn't show say you you're gonna do this book, you're gonna do everything on well, it. And that's the thing, like Ed Piscor, the way the grand design thing started, he he was doing Hip Hop Family Tree where he does everything. Yeah, uh, and then one day he was just like. Fuck it. He sends out a tweet. Marvel should let me do whatever I want with the X-Men. And then they did. But that's what I'm <laughs> and saying. And that's what he did with Grand Design. But that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of the times, I feel like they would say, like, okay, we'll put you on this. You can assemble whatever team you want. And they're yeah. like, no, I just want to do it myself. And then like, well, all right. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's a show saying, you have to do it all yourself. No, no, no. They and come to the table going, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and I'm saying, that's why I respect it even more. Yeah. Even if it's good, even if it's not that great, I still have enough respect for what they do to be like, okay, it wasn't really good, but at least, you know, they you could really see all the facets of what this person can do. Okay. So that's Fantastic Four. We spent a lot of time on that. I'm going to yeah. speed sorry. through the next two. Okay. I'm, I'm I did, sorry. I did two. I, I did two other books. You made the mistake of talking Fantastic Four with It's me. fine. <laughs> and it's an oversized issue. It makes sense. Um, hey, oversized issue? Oversized Scott? Coincidence? Uh, I read Far Sector, which is a young animal book. <sighs> I that's tried. Act- that's actually a Green Lantern book. I tried. I was like, so dense. I was like, I can't do this. It's not that dense. The art is awesome. Art's really cool. Yeah. Um, and this is a writer coming from fantasy novels. Uh, d- this first comic that I know she's done. Um, she's highly like regarded for. What is uh, what is the main character's name? Uh, Sojourner uh, Laleen or something like that. She goes by Joe. Okay. And she is the Green Lantern. And, and what I love about this, they're like, this Green Lantern is on the opposite fucking end of space from everybody else. <laughs> She's in the far sector. There is <clears throat> nobody fucking around. <laughs> like, this is as far as Green Lanterns can go, and she's the only one out here. <laughs> That's how they set it up. But basically, the plot is, she's on this planet... Uh, that has not had uh, murder, <clears throat> any crime. Yeah, in five hundred years, and we have a murder. A murder. And she's tasked with figuring out wh- who did it. Well, here's the twist that comes part way through. They already know who did it. They want to. She wants to know why. After all this time, where. These three races on this planet, or these two planets, have lived peacefully for all this time. You know, they suppressed all emotion. Why all of a sudden did somebody get murdered? And and that is kind of a chilling question <laughs> when you think about it. Like, this is a civilization that, that hasn't had a crime, hasn't had, like... Like emotion or anything for 500 years, and then all of a sudden there's a murder. So Canada? <clears throat> a murder. I'm just kidding, Canada. So you. it I was th- it was Doctor Plum. I thought it was pretty. In- I thought it was pretty interesting. Well, that's the thing. Like she, so they go through the crime scene. She's like, I, "This is my first murder investigation too." So I guess I gotta handhold these people based on like TV shows I watched. <laughs> 
And she goes and reports to the council. So it's like the three representatives of the three races on this planet. And she's going through the presentation and basically says, like, they bring up, like, well, we got to figure out who it was. She's like, I already know who it was. We got him locked up. I don't know why. <laughs> Since nobody has emotion here, like, what was the point? Like, what's going on? And it's basically hinting that there's a, uh, a plot to destabilize this civilization and just fucking wreck it by making, you know, because, you know, they didn't have emotion. They didn't have crime. Now, all of a sudden, it's starting to happen. And then you have all these, you know, things start bubbling to the surface, like how they don't like each other and all that stuff. So I thought it was all right. Um, the, art's, the art is fantastic. The art is fantastic. Yeah, yeah the art is the best um, part. For, you know, you're going to... Uh, a planet that we've never been to before, so you're getting weird architecture, weird kind of races that they're drawing and coming up with. It's pretty cool. Um, the other thing I read was the reboot of Legion of Superheroes. Oh. The, the first issue by uh, Brian Michael Bendis writing. So and Bendis has come to Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. The Far Sector. Um... Say. That's the art for our sector. <clears throat> I like it. <clears throat> My only thing is like I feel like there's a issue with the depth of it. Like it just it some and some of the some of the people like they look like there was a picture of a background and then like a paper cutout of a character and then they just put the paper cutout on the thing and then took a picture. Um, it's not bad. It's just. <clears throat> That aspect of it, I'm not the biggest fan of, but everything does look good. The colors are great on that yeah. fucking thing. <clears throat> no, I like. Uh, the, I do like the colors. Legion of Superheroes, written by Brian Michael Bendis, and this is kind of what I was hoping uh, Bendis like, coming would do. Yeah. So instead of coming to Superman, <laughs> we well, did come to Superman. I know. This is what I'm. Let me how talk. He, how he man. came. Let me talk, man. Fast uh, than a speeding bullet. So I. I was wishing he wouldn't go to, like, Superman. I was hoping he would get younger characters and, like, street-level characters. Because Young Justice was great when I was reading that. Um, and then he created Naomi, which is taken off, like, like a bat out of hell. Um, and then all these other, like, the Wonder... Um, Wonder Comics. Wonder Comics, thank you. Now with Legion, he's dealing with people with powers and stuff. But it's still like teenagers. You got Superboy, who just ended up in the 31st century. Which Superboy? It's a good question. It's John Kent. Okay. Well, no, no, no. Cause it could, well, no, because back in the day, it was like young Clark Kent. Yeah. Superboy. That's yeah. why I, I was saying. I know. This is John Kent. Okay. Because um, they, they eventually retconned that at some point. where super It wasn't the Clark Kent Superboy. It was John Kent Superboy that went into the future and met them. Okay. Uh, Even though Superman remembers all this stuff and everything. Before. Yeah, fucking, I don't know. Man. <laughs> uh, so, Superboy, they just got him out of the time stream. And they had just uh, foiled uh, one of their villains who had this case. And they open it up, and it's fucking Aquaman's trident. It's this item of incredible power and worth yeah and mirth so 
they take it back. The, that group takes it back to Legion headquarters, but Superboy is in the middle of meeting the rest of the Legion. Now, here's where they take it a little differently. So you remember back in the day, Superboy and Legion of Superheroes, it's like Superboy and like seven or eight other ones. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're divided up, so it could be up to ten. Yeah. Uh, this is Superboy and the entire Legion of Superheroes. Oh, that's not going to get confusing. So there is hundreds of yeah. characters. Hold on. They solved this. Don't worry. Uh, what, does everyone wear a name tag? They yes! Die. They have name oh tags! Oh my god! You are not supposed to say yes! So, they have these, like, um, oh no. there's this oh technology no. where Superboy's no. like, wait, I can see your name. And everybody has, like, a name tag right by them, and he's like, yeah, so we all don't get confused, you know? I, I, he's I, like, thanks, It's it was gonna be really overwhelming so trying to remember just, everybody. Okay, so it's not just everyone with a little sticker that says, hello, my name is... No, everybody has this, like, uh, hologram, like, printout of their face, their name, and their race, <laughs> like, what planet they're from. Oh, okay. And everybody has it. Well, to be fair, as someone who tried to at get least into at Legion headquarters. I'm gonna say, as someone like me who's tried to get into Legion of Superheroes so many different times, so many different ways, with so many different, like, versions of the book. Okay, it's boy, something... girl, lad, or lass. That's all you really need to know. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, well, no, but not only that, but, like... And Prody. But the thing is, is, like, even their stories go back so far, and there's stuff you, like, need to know, whatever, Something like that yeah. would have made it so much easier because I tried really hard to get into them for the New Fifty Two because you had Legion of Superheroes mm-hmm. and then you had Legion Lost. Yeah, and I was like, well, they're they're you know, and they did establish that their relationship with Superman was still a thing. So I was like, you know what, I'm doing all, I'm already doing Superman books, might as well do that one and then do Legion Lost because you know he could appear in that one. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are you? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. They're talking about all these people. And it's I rough. Know, well, no, but it also didn't help that, like, kind of like the X-Men, you know how, like, sometimes they'll refer to themselves 100%. by their real name? Yeah. And then other times their, char- their, their superhero name? Yeah. They would do that in this one. There's also know? billions of them. Yes! <laughs> and they interchange people. And I'm like... Give me a core group of Legion of Superheroes to follow, and then bring some people. Because I was like, the '70s groups, like the '60s and '70s, was much easier on you as, like, it was only like a group of them at a time. Is that the one with Matter Eater Lad? That's one of the yeah, and Saturn Girl, and, and whoever the one that could like pull off his body parts and use them as a weapon. Yeah, uh, Brainiac Five's one of the Legion as well. Like the Brainiac, like based off the Brainiac. Yeah, Brainiac Five. He's okay. like. Five generations later, he's like, good. Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he? An, uh, I just meant like, he's, he's actually a super important Legion of Superheroes character. Um, See, and I would never have known o- that o- over time. Like, he has a lot of depth that they bring yeah. into it. Well, and they probably there's probably like moments where like they lose trust with him, you know, being Brainiac and all. Uh, I mean, I don't remember anything like that, but it's possible. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's Superboy's there. They. You know, the end of the... It's basically him... The bulk of the issue is him kind of like... Wait a second. Why does it look like we're in glass? I think Candor. Not quite. Earth is now a bunch of really, like, big cities in these domes. And where New Metropolis is, it's the entire Legion headquarters. The whole city. Oh my god, it's the battle world! So, here's what's great, is they keep... Because Superboy's like, he's flying around, he's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. They're like, 
Um, you know, it'd be really great if you just sat for the orientation that we all prepared and you get caught right up. <laughs> and he won't listen to them. And at the very end, the, the group that gets the trident pops back in Legion headquarters because there's like a red alert. And they show up and they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, we have this really valuable, powerful thing and we just didn't know how to get here faster. <laughs> but he left the portal open so the enemies are now coming through. And uh, that's where the issue ends is the whole Legion sitting there staring at the face of all these... Uh, these villains that are trying to get the trident back. Hmm. So it's fun. Um, so far, you don't need to know too much about Legion lore. Give DC time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Brian Michael Bendis knows enough Legion lore. I feel like he wouldn't be doing that book if he didn't. Uh, it's possible. But Legion, like, Su- Legion so Superiors you- is one of those books where it's like, you have to. Because if you don't, the fandom but will swallow you whole. The, the, I think the big problem is... I, I can see it now that you're already going to need to know a good at least dozen main characters outside of Superboy. Yeah. And that's going to catch up, like, because you can know Saturn Girl, but, like, now all the other ones are going to start creeping in. You're going to be like, okay, I need to try and keep things straight. So, so far it's all right. Well, something that's not all right, Joe, if I may. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Jim Cornette. Before we go into NXT, I just want to do a brief little thing about the Jim Cornette situation. Me, me and you, Wade, and I don't know if we've discussed it, but I know like some of our friends have been talking about it. Um, so for those who don't know, Jim Cornette made an off-color comment on, I believe it was episode 7 of NWA Power. Um, he has since, now, uh, he, he resigned, he actually did, it was on, apparently it was on his, like, it was his idea to do it, so anyone saying they forced him, they didn't. It's his joke. Yeah. Well, no, well, yeah, but Jim also brought up a good point that I think everybody brought up too, no matter what side of the coin you're on, yeah. is like, it's a tape show. You've had it for like six weeks, man. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and Wade, my fan theory was true. Because uh, what he had, I listened to Jim Cornette's uh, podcast, Jim Cornette Experience, this week to hear what his take on it, and so basically, like like it did when I first watched the episode, Dave Lagana and everyone responsible for editing, who was basically just Dave Lagana, didn't notice what the fuck he said. <laughs> it just like zipped by him, didn't notice it. Wasn't until someone until it was brought up after the fact that they caught it. You know, which I assumed was the case because let's be real. If they if it did if that wasn't the case, then there's no real right. excuse other otherwise. And the fact that it happened to me makes me think if it happened to me, it could happen to somebody else. So I can understand that, um, Jim. I don't know he I don't know if he necessarily apologized, but he did explain that while the joke the joke was not meant to be offensive, it was not a racism joke. It was a starving Ethiopian's joke, which as we all know, starving jokes are hilarious. Apparently. He said this in the episode. I know. Um so and, you know, he went into it and he's even said like he doesn't like you know, the, the the he doesn't like people of any on any side, you know, going too far with this whole like wrestling shit, you know, like you know, like threatening violence and shit. Although he did, he, although he did immediately after this, where he explained himself, and even uh, was it Brian Last, yeah, um, host of uh, uh, 
many podcasts on the Arcadian Vanguard podcast I'm not as doing, well. I'm not, I'm not doing it, Scott. Oh, I, well then, can you <laughs> well can you at least tell them the name of the of the main podcast he does? I don't want to do it. No, I'm gonna do it, but I need too, you. To, too early in the morning. Can man. you just say it? The six oh five super podcast. The mothership. I love that too much. I'm sorry. Um, even he said that like he was not a fan of the joke. He told Jim straight to his face. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the joke. Well, this guy. I think it was well still. I you know personally he he and and he even, he even said like if you if it was like even if it was about something else like if if you somehow made it if it was somehow like you know it was a, still the same context in your mind but it was built as a Jew around Jew, Jews Jews and Jewish people which he is a he is Jewish uh, he said he would have been offended and he would have you know had a problem with it and you know they talked about it like normal person so I definitely feel like I think the problem with Jim is I think Jim is. He ha- he's progressive. He's trying to be- he tries to be progressive, mm-hmm. but like he's I also think regressive I also think well no, I don't I wouldn't say regressive. I think it's more I think his grassroots are keeping him down a right. little his bit. His roots are keeping him down. Yeah. <clears throat> As roots do. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, I think that's what's going on. I think deep down he wants to be progressive because I mean he he's a Trump hater. Mm-hmm. You know, he is he is more supportive of that mentality. He's anti-Trump and Pretty much anti-Republican. There's also anti-liberal too. But I think he's just like I think he's more just like just don't do anything fucking stupid, as he would say. I think. Um, I think one thing with Jim is, I, I get where he's coming from, and, um, I don't think he meant like. I'm not one of these people who goes, oh, man, I can't believe Jim Cornette's racist. I don't think he's racist. No, I don't think he's racist and, either. And, and my thing is, A, the wording is enough to get it confused to be a racist yeah. joke. Yes. And, and like, if he had used anything besides a bucket of chicken. Yeah. Like, if he had used a Happy Meal. Now, what if it was a bucket of grilled chicken, Joe? Well, No. Like, if you use something like Brussels a Happy Brussels. Meal. Or pizza. A bucket it, of burgers. Or, yeah. Burgers, yeah. Yeah. It it would have been better, um, and people wouldn't have reacted the way they have. Yeah. But I think part of... I think he needs to understand that you're not going to be able to say these things on, on TV. Yeah. And I understand that, like, this is pre-taped. And yes. they, they were sitting on this for a while. As someone who edits, yeah, it, it should have been caught. Yes, it should have been caught well before take. it was. And in the podcast, he does specifically say, "If someone would have told me, uh, Jim, uh, for the future, can't be saying that kind of stuff," I'd be like, "Okay." If they said, "Jim, we're gonna have to cut that line. We're gonna have to cut that line later." Okay, I understand. Uh, Jim, can we redo, can we redo that line? But don't say don't say the the fried chicken thing. Okay, I understand. He basically said if somebody would have told him yeah. that like okay we aren't gonna do this we can't do this he would go along with it. He's a company guy. He's even said he's not really getting paid or at least not paid like super well by the NWA to do this. This was kind of like a pet project for him. Right. So and that's why he resigned because he basically said I'm gonna keep I want to keep doing this uh, until it's no longer fun. It's not fun having to keep you know. Having to defend myself, having you know them apologize and cause something, yeah, and, and, he, and he even said, 
I don't want you to stop watching NWA because of me. I want you to still watch it. I still believe in the product that they're putting out. I still like what they do. And I think something like that really shows the polarizing nature of fandoms. Because, mm-hmm. like, if somebody actually... Because that's the thing. It's like, I, Jim Cornette, I don't think, wants people to, like, actually threaten violence and things right. like that in his name or in anybody's name. Right. Granted, does he get ridiculous yeah but i think it's just because he's a passionate guy with as he put self-proclaimed a man with anger management issues yes and it's one of those things where you can't sometimes a slip of the tongue or a or a, or, or a misunderstanding of meaning of something does not make you a racist does it make some does it make the joke or whatever questionable yes obviously but I do not – like, but people were saying, like, oh, he's racist, blah, blah. I don't think he's ra- – I will and say – And the other friend. indictment is his accent, which is what yeah. is, is probably a big thing, <laughs> And too. the thing is, like, I knew it was a starvation joke based off Ethiopia. The yeah. word Ethiopia is like, oh, they're starving because they made that joke on South Park. Yeah, sure, they made that joke on South Park in 1999 – and it still is kind of dated then. It's still dated now. Like, well, well yeah, but also, and, 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 and so when I saw, if someone explains that it was a starvation joke, they're like, oh, so starvation funny. But also, in the Starving Marvin like, episode, God, they did not offer him fried chicken. And now, here's the best Starving Marvin episode. The, the, the only thing about that thing they made the episode, I believe they only made the episode just so they could show Kathy the Gifford as a. Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers as a. As Job a, of the Hut. Job of the Hut. I think that's the only reason why they made that that whole fucking episode just yeah. do that. But just in in conclusion, uh, I'm I don't know if I'm as much of a Jim Cornette guy as I was before. Uh, He's a little close minded on his wrestling. I will say I am gonna pay a little bit more attention to what he says. You know. But other than that, I mean, I, I'm still gonna listen to the podcast. I still have respect for him. I still, I do think he needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah. About a lot of things, like, I think he does need some therapy. I do think. But I like Jim, and Jim, if you're listening to this and you block me, go I ahead. I do think that the guy. But needs, I'm on. Uh, I'm on your side. I'm just saying. I just. I you think know. the guy gets uh, like just stop watching A and W. You're not gonna yeah. like a Kenny Omega match. You never will. It's obvious. And on that note, before uh, we close out, uh, Joe has to leave. Uh, he's going to see Frozen 2, so we'll talk about that next week, I guess. Fodder for the podcast. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Yeah, so. Bye. So we'll briefly talk about War Games, yeah. and then we'll just uh, wrap it up. And then we'll tell everyone, we'll say to everyone, thank you, fuck you, bye. Bye. Um, so wait, you're going to have to take most of this, because you, I forgot NXT TakeOver. I was, I, I only knew, remembered Survivor Series, forgot about TakeOver. Uh, I'll just talk about, there's only a few, there's only a few, there's only a few things that, uh, um, that I'll cover. Like, it was not the greatest TakeOver. It wasn't really a TakeOver, it was War Games. Uh, frankly, they could just have the two War Games matches and called it a night. But they have to plan for Survivor Series. We had to get the triple threat match, and you got Finn Balor. So this really was just like a three, a three. Well, there was also uh, pre match was like Angel Garza versus uh, God. What's Strickland's name now? Uh, Isaiah Swerve That's Scott. It. That's it. I'll just call him Strickland from now on, or, you could, or just call him <clears throat> Swerve. They had a competitive just call match, it's and easy, then Angel easy. Garza beat him. And then he went backstage, and then Leo Rush slapped the fuck out of him. Well, yeah, well, you know what Angel Garza... And his Garza dude yelled at him. Well, you know what Angel Garza did? I haven't been following So, la- I think it was last week or the week before, Angel Garza was wrestling Leo Rush, and Garza, you know how he does the tearaway pants deal? Uh-huh. He actually, he went into, oh, he went to, and did it in front of his wife and kid. 
Okay. <clears throat> um, anyway. um, now, one question I have is... I didn't watch the match, but... Did we need NXT TakeOver before Survivor Series where NXT is going to be a part of it? Here's an idea. Why not do Evolution 2? You know? Because the, then, the, <clears throat> then you could keep kayfabe with Survivor Series and not team up women from your sh- one show that are going to be fighting in the other show. Well, <clears throat> here's here's what I think was going on. They, NXT, doing their thing, was planning for their war games, thing like they did last year. They are planning for their war games. And then, because it went to USA, uh, and, and then fought, and the whole Saudi Arabia thing happened. And I feel like management and the, uh, not NXT management, upper management is like, let's have NXT. Ha, huh, that's good shit. Well, not even that. And, and, and then and then that they had to inject the Survivor Series aspect to it. And I feel like NXT is like, we're not going to change what we're going to fucking do, though. I, I honestly think this is and, and this is how it'll prove me wrong. If by next year, NXT, if next year NXT isn't part of Survivor Series. I truly believe this was literally just a way to get more people to watch NXT over AEW. Oh, by the way, this past week, uh, big news, breaking news on all these fucking sites that, like, oh, NXT beat AEW in the ratings by 17,000. But you know what? But here's Congra- the thing. Congratulations all, are in order, but I will say. But here's the thing. They, they did the move where, like, oh, we're going to have Becky Lynch, we're going to have Seth Rollins, we're going to have everyone from Raw yeah. and SmackDown just to have. And I'm going to tell you now, I watched NXT, and it was fucking... There was cool things, but literally everything ended in invasion. Well, and here's the thing. Hey, so so they had a main event. Uh, I forget what. Oh my god, what was it? Was Adam Cole versus Dijakovic in a ladder match? Guess how it ended? Invasion. Now, now, if I may play Beelzebub's buddy for a second, you know, I understand that you know they're building the NXT for Survivor Series as well. You know, you're doing the invasion. NXT already invaded, but I. Th- Based on how they did the build-up on NXT before the go-home show, I sort of had this feeling that the only reason they did did it how they did it on NXT was for ratings. I really think, yes, yes it's part of the build, but I also think they build it the way they, they used who they used then to build ratings going into Survivor Series. My question is, if this was their thought, why didn't they do that the week before? Why did you only have the OC, who, aside from AJ, are treated like fucking chumps every time they sh- they wrestle? Fucking Seth Rollins could have showed up. And people have lost their shit. We'll never boot them. Because- also, I'm going to say this. Shout out to Daniel Bryan. And I'll tell you why. Because between Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, he was the only one that was willing to let a pinfall happen on him. Because remember, he defended the NXT title against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, and he pinned Daniel Bryan yes. clean as a whistle. He goes on Raw. What would have been a really cool thing to really give NXT that push up is if he pinned Seth Rollins. So then you can say he pinned two former WWE well, champions. No. Well, well Seth Rollins up. made uh, and that would also build fucking war games. Uh, he made Adam Cole look like a chump. Like he couldn't beat he couldn't beat Seth Rollins, and also he made Walter look like a chump. So he made two NXT World Champions look like a chump. So fuck you, Seth Rollins. Yeah, anyway, I, and and, and, and yeah. I I don't want to blame that totally on Seth, but I just think it I just think it would have done, especially with the whole like 
quote unquote Wednesday Night War. Yeah. I just think in if you're try if 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 NXT is a third brand now and you were on the same level as Raw or SmackDown, you're like a third brand. I think Adam Cole. I'm not saying he had to be indecisively. I'm not saying there couldn't have been some controversy, but a an actual. You mean big, tell me you couldn't have Undisputed Era come out and interfere and then he beats Seth Rollins? But I'm saying just like just couldn't have, have him beat. The two of them, so he can get an instant leg up. He could have like instant leg up. Roddy could have distracted the referee, kicked him in the ding ding, and did his um, not Panama Sunrise. What's the other finisher? Last, last shot. Co- last shot. I almost said last call. <laughs> the last shot, and then boom, one, two, three. Because I mean, if you're not he cheats, but gets the win. Yeah, because like a lot of people watching on TV may so, not have watched it on on the network when yeah. it was on the network. What better way to let people know yeah. this is what you're missing? These are the these are stars too to put them in the same light than to like. To, that's why I say that SmackDown the night after uh, Saudi Arabia the Saudi Arabia show was the perfect invasion episode because it it did everything you needed it to do. And if it, they would have just copied and pasted that for for Raw you, you and know, for NXT you know, you know. and the other SmackDown, this would be the yeah. I would be down to watch Survivor you, you, Series. You know why? Because they were shorthanded and they had to actually think creatively. Yeah, but they're like they had to think creatively, guys. And then they're that like, means, you don't have to think. Okay, we can't do the dog spot because Roman Reigns ain't here. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, let's just give it a shot. Let's well, try it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that surprised the hell out of me was okay. So if you remember, before that happened, two matches we were supposed to get was Fire and Desire versus Dana Brooke and Carmella. Yeah. And Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. We were supposed to get these matches, but we couldn't. We couldn't get. We couldn't get them because. Well, we couldn't get the 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 Roman Reigns Baron Corbin match because of of the flight issues. Um, all all four of the women that were supposed to be in that match were there because Fire and Desire were already in the ring. Carmella and Dana Brooke got jumped by Shit. Bianca Belair. Shit, you could have really rubbed it in, in their face and just did all women's SmackDown. Like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like. Anyway. I'm just saying, they did met more, they did better. But what I'm saying is, they go to Manchester, and it's literally the SmackDown they were that we were supposed to get the night we got that good SmackDown instead. And it's like, this is the shit that keeps people and guess, away. And guess what? Uh, apparently Fox was not a big fan of the dog segment, and uh, if you have eyes, you know why. I'm sorry, but I think the Fox Network, if you look up a picture of buyer's remorse in the dictionary, you're going to find a picture of the, sh- of the fucking Fox logo. But... There's one thing about the SmackDown's pretty good it is the Sting of Ryan Bray Wyatt thing. They're doing some great shit. Yeah, and Miz and Miz is in there doing like kind of like the, the relationship between Miz and Dan Bryan is always an interesting one on how their relations are and how Dan, like Bray's like I want you to say yes if you want to say yes and he's like no I'm I'm I don't want to be a gimmick I want to be you know I don't want to live off the yes forever I yeah don't, and it's just like. They're he basically saying, I can keep going back to the well, or I can dig a new well. And he's like, I'm mentally unstable, but I'm also passionate. And that's not a combo you want. And that's why Dan- that's why Bray Wyatt, who's also unstable, has to watch out. And it, it makes me think, I want to see this match. And I, really, I, will watch, I will go back and watch Survivor Series just for this match. I just really hope that this match retcons all the shit they've done with The Fiend, with the oh, Seth Rollins matches. Oh, I think so. Like, if we can just do away with the whole, like, because, like... Could you imagine if The Undertaker got the Fiend treatment when he first debuted? Or if Kane got the Fiend treatment? He wrestles in blue light? That's not what I mean. Well, Kane did used to wrestle no, in the red That's light. not what I mean. What I mean is, like, all these ridiculous means of, like, things that would, like, murder 
another person. And they're not just, it's not just not murdering them, they're fucking no-selling them to where it's like, what do you use? What move could beat this person? What weapon could beat this person? What hold could beat? A gun. The only thing that would work is a cage match where escape would win you the match, or if, like, countdown disqualification well, could win you the match. But the being could teleport. I'm just saying. That's- anyway, let's talk about war games. Let's talk about war games. Like, we're going on a tangent, like we said we were not going to do, and we're going to do it again. Wade, we've been at this for 200, this is the 253rd episode. We should know better by now. I didn't want to talk about the, I didn't want to talk about the state, of it's always in chaos. But, uh, war games, like, if I choose, I'll, I'll briefly talk about this, uh, the worst match was the triple threat match, but it wasn't worst match. It was just like one of those matches that like you could have trimmed down a little bit. It could have been took like it's like fifteen minute match. You could have took five minutes out of it and been great. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, this is the first takeover I think that really felt like an afterthought. If you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, well, all because of the Survivor Series edition of also an, an edition of Rhea Ripley announced the the team for Survivor Series, the women's team, and Eusha Rise in it. They just had a, a war games match. They hate each other. Well, yeah, but remember, brand loyalty, dude. My brand. Uh, my brand. My, it's my spa. My brand. Uh, Do you set it? But the best, in my opinion, the best. Both war games matches were fantastic. They are worth checking out alone. They're gonna be the best thing to happen, even beyond Survivor Series. This fucking month. There you go. Um. I like the women's one more because there's a, more of a story going on with it. Yeah, I think the men's one, the only thing going on was who's the fourth man. Yeah. Um, the, the, four, the third one, I mean, the, sorry, the, the women's one, you had the Shayna Baszler is being an asshole. You had the Io Shirai has an issue with Candice Ray still. Uh, Bianca Belair still thinks she uh, she's better than everyone else. She's still the EST of <laughs> EST. NXT. You have <clears throat> the drama of what happened to Mia Yim. She was attacked earlier, and she got replaced with Dakota Kai. So now you're thinking, okay, Dakota Kai, can she can can she keep up? Can she handle Shayna Baszler? And then that turns into her turning on Tegan Knox excellently, and also starting like a little like mini issue with William Regal with authority, uh, and Dakota Kai, who's also awesome as like a babyface, but now she has like a new element to her. Yeah. Well, remember, I, she I, hates everybody. Yeah, so, at this point, and she attacks Tegan because it's like. Tia turned her back. That's her friend. Yeah. And, and she had one tweet, and I was like, God damn it, Dakota. With and the, it's like. With, the, with, with like, there's love, <laughs> in love and war games. And I was like, ah. It's, I it's, like that. It's funny. That should, that should be when they do eventually do the NXT war games collection DVD. Yeah. That's what it should be called. And she beat the shit out of Tegan's knee. So now you had the drum, and then you have Shayna Baszler in the case. She's the last one out, and she's laughing. She's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. She's laughing her ass off, and. Then when she gets released, because now it's two one four, she gets released and she's nonchalantly walking arrogance. Now you have arrogance going on. The 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 fucking uh, Rick Martel perfume. Yes, uh, and then Yoshirai does like a moonsault off the top of the cage onto Belair and Candice LeRae, uh, which is insane. And it basically ends up just being Rhea Ripley being a fucking star, being the fucking boss, uh, and destroying motherfuckers. And then she. Outsmarted Shayna Baszler, who's the submission magician, so she uses submission against her. The Queen of Hearts, <clears throat> I mean the Queen of Space. Oh shit, WWE just removed me from commentary. She handcuffed. Um, Love uh, you, Aiden. So she had. Uh, she handcuffed Shayna Baszler while she was in the clutch. And it ends up like, oh god, I'm handcuffed, I'm gonna do it. And Shayna Baszler does a roundhouse kick, ducks, 
and she's in perfect position for the riptide, and she hits that riptide on the two chairs. Boom. And the rest goes one, two, and Rhea Ripley's got her both arms on her shoulder, on Shayna's shoulders. One headband. Oh, she's like headbanging each one. She's nice. Headband. It has an intensity, and it's like that's it. That that was a star making. That was it. Rhea Ripley is the jam. She is going to be the big. She's like 22? twenty two. She's, she's very young, and she's the fucking beast. She is awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, and no, she, no, if they <clears throat> play their cards right with her, you've got a you got a future star on your hands. Yeah. Not a future woman star. You just have a future I would love star to see on your hands. Rhea Ripley versus Ronda Rousey. Honestly, I, I pay money to see it. If they, if <laughs> I know this is going to sound like hyperbole, but if they use her properly and everything, she could be the the, the next generation China, the one that's working with the guys. Like if they ever want to delve <laughs> into intergender wrestling in WWE again. If there's there's not one woman I could think of other than her, like Nia Jax gets thrown around a lot, but like she's too sloppy. If anything, a it's, it's uh, there's only three people, four. I guess you could put Becky Lynch in there, but probably Ronda, Shayna, and um, and uh, 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 Rhea. Yeah, but 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 Rhea particularly her and Nia, but like I said, Nia's kind of sloppy. Rhea, I I think could do better as in ring, like technician wise. But the reason I say with her because like how she's built, it's convincing. She's a monster. It's a lot more convincing. It's not so much like oh they're gonna have to use their speed to outwit the larger <laughs> opponent. Like she's probably as big as some of the male opponents. But like I was saying, like <clears throat> like that War Games had so many elements, so many layers, so many so many things so going many on. So many questions. So many stories going on in that War Games, and that was the best built War Games. Let's yeah. be real. Um, the only story for the male one is. It's, I do like that Keith Lee and Dijakovic are now kind of like cool with each other. I think they could have played off that a little bit more. Like maybe they do more team moves. Like not say make them a tag team, but more of like now they've had this big blood feud and now they're, they have respect. Well, maybe, like I said, maybe they didn't want to play that too much because maybe after this match they want to go back to blood feud. Yeah, uh, you know, Tommaso Ciampa is the the bomb. I lo- I did love he brought back the psycho killer gimmick with the, 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 the mask. mask and the hood. And he had and the fucking war paint. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. He looked like a legit, like, you know how like, people saw, like, you know, Dean Ambrose would be the next Austin, next Austin because yeah. he had that edge to him. But Tommaso Ciampa feels like he's a dangerous person. And not only that, but he looked like he was just battling the Predator. Like, he looks like a dangerous person. And then, you know, it's basically team mentality versus a team that's not fully complete. That's all it was. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens came out and everyone went crazy. And then Kevin Owens, they did, there was a cute little spot. So he's beating the shit out of everyone, right? And then Adam Cole gets in his face, and then you know they have a relationship with each other. And they're yeah. like, "Oh no!" So, so he goes for the stunner. Adam Cole catches the leg, and he's like, "No!" And he pushes the leg down, and he does a super kick. Owens catches it, and then oh, uh, uh, Adam Cole's on one leg, hopping, no, 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 spins him around, Stone Cold stunner, which is the ending of WrestleMania 14. Yeah, they did the, the WrestleMania 14 spot. Um, and I'm like, that is adorable. And this kind of goes back because I've been listening. You know, this weight I've mentioned a lot off off the show. Like that, uh, I've been listening to a lot of the wrestling podcasts, mostly those in the the Conrad Thompson universe. Yes. Conradverse, yeah. Uh, the Converse, the Conradison, if you will. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of Eric Bischoff's. Like I like some of his mentalities for booking. And one of the things that he he I was listening to him talking about it was the War Games match where. 
Um, you you didn't know what side Sting was going to be on, and it was like the, they brought out the fake Sting, and then regular yeah. real Sting comes out, beats him up, beats up yeah. right, and then leaves. Yeah. And I was like, and he and he said this in other episodes, but he mentioned that one as well as the Bash of the Beach when he's talking about Bash of the Beach, and that. The more intrigued someone can be about a match while still be excited about what they get, it just adds to it. And I think <clears throat> the women's war games match was prime example of that. Oh, okay. Because okay. There's a funny thing, um, and I love this so much. And I've said on the show, I don't like the we want tables thing. And when they don't get tables, they boo. Stop being entitled little brats. But they would say we want tables because Io Shirai's throwing chairs in there. And they don't get the table, and they're like, boo. They literally boo. And I'm like, fucking asshole. Um, but it's okay. Then, they get over it eventually. But then Kaylee Ray comes out, and then she's like going for more stuff, more chairs. And then she starts pulling out the table, and then she puts it back. Like, no. Like, fucking love that. Um, but they brought the – don't worry. They brought five tables. Adam Cole brought five tables out for yeah. the men's match. So he's setting them in, right? He's putting them in there. Adam Cole's like, fuck yeah, whatever. He sets one against the guardrail because he's going to put more out. So he's like, okay, I'm going to grab this one. And Tommaso Ciampa shows up and shoves Adam Cole into the fucking table, like, in, like, the sitting on the fucking uh, barricade. And he fucking dies right there. <laughs> and then they had the match. And then there was a cool moment when, like, the Undisputed Era are getting their ass kicked by the three. And they roll into the other, the other ring. And they're against the wall. And then you see the three stand up. And they go into that middle area, and there's a fucking stare down. And then they get to the next rope, and the crowd is eating it up. They're like, oh, my God. It's like we want this fucking fight. Because it is the perfect time to do a fourth man appearance, but they didn't do it. They just start fucking fighting each other, and then the fourth man comes out. And who was it? Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Uh, he is back with NXT, well, at least if, that, if only for one night. Yes. Um. We don't know for sure because he was drafted to Raw. But then again, NXT didn't well, get any draft picks in the, in the draft, well, there, so who knows? There, there was a post-interview where they had the four of them, and then Kevin Owens like, thank you, don't ever change NXT. It was fucking awesome. And then he's like, Tomas was like, I thought we were going to, we were toning out the cuss. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm out of here. I'm going to let you guys have your moment. And he walks off. So I think he's not on NXT if it was a one-time thing. It, it would um, be nice. Um, wouldn't it be nice? Um... Him with that, him with another run with the Axe belt wouldn't be the worst thing in the um, world. So, yeah, and it all ends in like they systematically destroyed the Undisputed Era via tables. Choke slam Roddy through a table, and then uh, Kevin Steen will uh, Kevin Steen Kevin Owens will do a frog splash onto O'Reilly on a table, and then Keith Lee will power bomb the fuck out of Bobby Fish through the. This is also the best Bobby Fish has looked in a while <clears throat> through a table, and then the air raid crash, air raid Simon, whatever you want to call it. Off the top of the cell, onto two fucking tables. Oh my god, my jaw. I mean, I saw it like on a gif, and it kind of spoiled me. But then I watched it live, and I was on my fucking. I was like, oh no, 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 no. I forgot completely about that gif. I reacted to it. Yeah. I built it up. Like, oh my god. One, two. If it was an indie show, it'd be a kick out, and then a clothesline. Yeah. I mean, then a clothesline, and the clothesline would have won the yeah. match. But no, one, two, three. Boom. That's it. And then you cut to, like, Britt Baker, the dentist, not of AEW. Um, she's just stunned, as I would be, if that was my significant other being Now, did the commentary yeah. team name her? Yes, they said Britt Baker, Adam Cole's girlfriend. Wow. <clears throat> um, 
But did not say AEW. I'm just no. You know what? I'm. I, I hope. I hope this doesn't get Britt Baker in trouble. I don't think it will because she's been at takeovers before. I don't think they will. I thought they'll be like you were just in the crowd. And she was on round. camera too. But however, I she don't didn't think, ask. But to be fair, I don't think this is. I think this might be the first time they actually did a close up of her. Yeah. Because before, because remember, it was they did the close up with Stephanie, and she was just looking at her like, "Bitch, please." Yeah. So that was War Games. I'm uh, going to go check it out. We have not watched Survivor Series because it hasn't aired yet. Yeah, as, as of recording. this recording, uh, <clears throat> Survivor Series has not aired. So if slash when we watch it, we will give our thoughts next week. <clears throat> and next week is, uh, I believe, uh, let me check something real quick on my calendar, my handy-dandy notebook. Um, next week is December, I believe. Yes. Next week is December third, so that means it's that time. It's that time of the quarter. What's that time of the quarter, Wade? Movie preview. Oh shit! The winter previews. Winter ni- 2019-2020 preview. We're gonna do December, January, and February, which is the January February uh, slate is always jack always full of the blockbusters. And also, and also, that means we're gonna see. How our fall picks, uh, how our fall picks did. Yeah, I don't even remember what our fall picks were, but I we're gonna find out. I don't think any of us picked Knives Out or Queen and Slim, so we can actually tally, tally the numbers. Did Knives Out actually do good, or is it like one it comes of those out? Th- no, it comes out this week. Okay, because I'm saying it comes out this weekend. So when we record, it's still technically November, but it's like the last day oh, of November. Well, no, it's just because the trailer made it seem like it was out, and people are like raving about this fucking movie. Well, there's uh, there's early screenings. I'm seeing it next week, but there's early screenings. My mom saw it for me. It's weird. Um, yeah. Oh God forbid your mom see a movie before you. She, she, she not, fucking hipster. She's not usually a cinephile. So hey, why are you having sex with movies? Only, only the movie reels. Is it that hole in the middle? Stick your dick in the hole. <clears throat> I almost said your hole. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, Make Condition MCP. You can follow us on Instagram, Make Condition Productions. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Make Condition Productions. Uh, we have a band, and then you'll probably have to send it back to me because the jazz on here. At any rate, Sorry, I was kind of zoned out for a second because as soon as you mentioned that one thing, I got confused. Uh, yes, Wade and I do have our band Meteor King. We have uh, all of our music and merch available, T-shirts, pins, patches, all kinds of stuff, as well as all of our social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Reverb Nation. You can find links to all of that stuff at MeteorKing.BandCamp.com. That's MeteorKing.BandCamp.com. Dot com. That's M E T E O R K I N G dot B A N D C A M P dot C O M. And when you go there, you'll find all that stuff that I just mentioned. Um, we also have uh, a show coming up December 28th at the sidebar in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you're going to be in Baltimore on the 28th, come down, see us. It's going to be us. It's going to be Eternal Carnage. It's going to be Kings of the Wild Things. And it's going to be the Baltimore return of Savage Remains. You can't afford to miss this. And if you do miss it, you will immediately regret it the next day. So why why, why risk the regret? Why risk the sadness? Risk the depression? Come down. Get your... Uh, I think it's like, what, five five bucks, ten bucks sure. at the door, and you're going to have a good time. Also, I'm going to piggyback off that. Definitely follow Meteor King on all those social media sites, especially Instagram, <clears throat> and uh, in the band camp, because we're working on getting new merch. 
Now, we're of course, we're going to do the shirts. We're going to do the stickers. We're going to do the patches. The obvious stuff. Yeah. But leave a comment on stuff, our stuff, saying, hey, um, especially our Facebook, facebook.com slash make it, uh, sorry, facebook.com slash Meteor King Band. Send us a message. Tell us on what other merchandise that we're missing. Do you want hats? And if you do have, if you want hats, you know, if you are another band, give us a site where we can get hats, a good deal on hats. Hats, uh, condoms, what, I don't know, we're not going to do condoms. Thongs, I don't know. No, fuck <clears> you, <throat> we're going to do condoms. And the ed, and, the, and and you know what's going to be great? It's not just going to be condoms. Trading cards. It's not just going to be condoms with, like, our picture, That's just stupid, on, isn't with it? our picture on the box with a picture on the wrapper. What's going to happen is, you put the condom on your dick, right? You get your dick all rock solid and hard, you put the condom on your dick, and the head of your dick actually has one of our faces on it. It's a terrible idea. Anyway, <clears throat> no, it's not. We're gonna make. We're gonna make it happen. And anyway, point is, it makes suggestions. Let us know what suggestions you guys have. Um, and also, as you're as you're subscribing to and and, and uh, following that stuff, you should also subscribe to our YouTube. That is YouTube.com/slash Mint Condition Productions. That is right. It is Mint Condition Productions, or just go in a search bar and click Mint Condition Productions. There you go. Oh, it's not that many letters. It's a lot of letters, but not many. Um, we got a lot of stuff. We got a new last week's Criterion Connection was uh, Meantime. We got a new one from France or Germany. From France. France, Germany, of uh, Romania. It's all over the place. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be this Wednesday. And also as a Black Friday special for you guys, uh, there's gonna be a new B movie den. We do a trauma release, and it's I'm just I'm just gonna spoil what it is. Okay, spoiler struck. You thought I wasn't, but I no. Didn't. I always think you're gonna. Uh... What is it, Wade? Just it's a movie called Blades. It's basically a Jaws ripoff, but it takes place in a golf course with a, a sentient lawnmower. There you have it. That's going to be our, our Thanksgiving thank you to our fans is this piece of shit movie that's well, – we, we enjoyed parts of it. but Yeah, and if you watch it on YouTube this Friday – this Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, not only are you going to be able to watch it, but you're going to be able to watch it for 50% off. Black Friday deal on our YouTube. Don't say that. Because it's already free. So if it's That's good, the joke, Wade! But 50% off, that means, does that mean we have to pay them? <sighs> no. YouTube pays them. Oh, okay. We 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 sort of monetized it. Yes, <laughs> but monetized it's just, it's just, it for the fans. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They pay you, not us. Okay, but that's gonna wrap it up for this week's show. And also, oh, there's something else. Also, stay anything tuned, else? Stay tuned for the rest of the podcast because Scott and I are working on a new project. It's gonna happen in 2020, and we'll we'll start uh, unveiling it a little bit. Okay. So yeah, just keep keep uh, your ears open or eyes open, whatever. For uh, some hints of what we're gonna do, yeah, keep your eyes open on a purely audible format. That's yes. that's a good idea. You can look at like the, the, the seconds go by. Yeah, we're not gonna put time codes or anything, so that's gonna be useless. Yeah, but as I was saying, that was gonna wrap it up for this week's show, episode number two fifty three. Thank you so much to everybody for joining us today. Hope you had fun. Hope you had as much fun listening as we did making this, this episode. One. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but literally Cantina every other boy. every other episode sucked sucked fucking dick. Yes. Um. Yeah, so we hope to see you next week, or next time, I should say, because, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, world is what it is. So we'll see you next time. The world's on fire. At episode number 254. But until then, as always, now and forever, I am still Scott the Bot Savage along with... Suede Wade. And... Joe. No, hon. And...
No. Reminding you, as always, to keep it clean. Keep it sweet. But most importantly, you got to keep, keep it, it Miss Content. Content.